Welcome to Damn Good Movie Memories with your host, Ryan Davis. This podcast is the cure for your long commute and super boring work day. Hey there, it's Brian Davis, and for this week's episode, it's part two of our top five greatest performances as requested by our listener, Mark Brown, one of our Australian listeners. And again, thank you so much for recommending this, Mark. This is a great idea, but it was tough to narrow it down to five, and it was tough to have it not be a two-parter because we just had so many uh, things to talk about and to it was best to just split them up into actress and actor. So this week we're going to get into our top five favorite actor performances. So let me get into mine right now. So the, the hardest part for me, I, I had a lot of actors and it was tough to narrow it down. And again, <laughs> Mark really made us work for this. I mean, we had to make Sophie's Choice on some of these. Uh, but this one, yeah. Okay. So number five, I picked Tom Hanks, but probably not the Tom Hanks role you think of. I'm going with Big from 1988 because this was, to me, his breakout role as an actor. Before he'd been in a lot of comedies, you know, stuff like Bachelor Party and Dragnet, The Men with the One Red Shoe, and they're all great. But this kind of, it's a comedy, but man, he, you know, he's been in some fun movies, but this was a smash hit and it made him a superstar and he deserved it because he was so great at portraying that innocent charm of a young kid. You truly believed he was a 12 year old in an adult body. And, you know, and, and this movie just seemed to set off a trend of age changing movies, uh, which much of which I own, (laughs) but anyway, uh, the, he was nominated for best actor, uh, but Dustin Hoffman won for Rain Man. And, and the more I thought about him, like Rain Man, I mean, Dustin Hoffman definitely could have been in my top five and and he should be. So that'll be my honorable mention because he's brilliant as Raymond in the movie Rain Man, Rain Man. But you know, growing up when big came out, I was just around this age and as uh, what Tom Hanks character as a, as a boy would have been. So this movie resonated with me. And he, he's really great, and he just has that innocent charm that I think only Tom Hanks could have really pulled off with such, you know, realism and conviction. And it's just a, it's a really well-done film. And really, just after that, Tom Hanks, <laughs> his shooting star just kept rising. All right, number four is Clint Eastwood. But what Clint Eastwood movie did I pick? And what I picked is his role in Gran Torino from 2008. Now, he wasn't even nominated, and he also directed this film. And part of the reason, I think, is he just wins too much. He went on an amazing streak, you know, where he won for, like, Mystic River and Unforgiven and Million Dollar Baby. And so it's was like, uh, we, we can't give it to Quinn anymore. But, man, if he ever deserved to be nominated, I think he deserved it. But, you know, Sean Penn won for his role as uh, Harvey Milk in the movie Milk, so... Uh, yeah, that's fine, but I still think he should have been nominated. But Gran Torino is just another great movie from Clint Eastwood, and it's amazing the quality of work he continued to put out even late in his career. And Clint is so good in this role, you know, that often he didn't even need to say a word. His body language, his facial expression, or a, or even a grunt said all that needed to be said in this film. And I really enjoyed the fact that his neighbors became like a family to him. And every time I, I laugh when he calls the kid Toad, is the kid's name is Tao, and, you know, he just calls him Toad. And 
you know, even pushing at 80 at the time of this film, Quint's still a badass. You know you don't want to mess with him. And, and the ending of Gran Torino is absolutely perfect. And it's bittersweet, but you can't help but smile at the outcome. And yes, he definitely, this is a character that is not necessarily likable. It's not like he just likes, it dislikes one set of people. He dislikes everyone. And as it turns out, he probably hates his family more than anyone. And, and that's why his neighbors be almost become his his real family. But if you haven't seen Gran Torino and you like Quinn Eastwood, you I, I hope you have seen this by now. But it's a terrific film, and he he really is great in this role. All right, number three is Jack Nicholson. But what did I pick him for? Well, I went with As Good as It Gets from 1997, and he did win Best Actor in the 1998 Academy Awards. And it's kind of funny. It's kind of like. Quinn Eastwood and Gran Torino, his character isn't that likable, but you end up loving him because, I don't know, he's pretty much an awful human being. He hates everyone and, and everything equally, but, uh, you know, he develops this relationship. Uh, I think his personality really starts to change with the dog, Verdell, and the, that was Greg Kinnear's uh, dog that he had to take care of. Uh, and then, you know, you just kind of see him starting to change. And, and again, I mentioned in in the prior episode, these are the characters and these are the roles where you can't imagine anyone else playing this. And I can't imagine anyone but Jack Nicholson playing this character. This is Jack. I mean, that's, (laughs) and he's had a lot of roles like this, you know, whether it be, um, in one flew over the cuckoo's nest or in Chinatown or, or whatever. But this was the role that was meant for him. He deserved to win the best actor. Uh, they got it right for that one. And, Every time this is on, anytime he's his character is on screen, I can't get enough of it. All right, number two is James Stewart, and the movie I'm picking is It's a Wonderful Life from 1946. He was nominated in the, for the 1947 Oscars, but Frederick March won for the best years of our lives. George Bailey is an iconic character, and he's just James Stewart is kind of like the one of those people is just like you want he you want to be his friend and as as it turns out in this film he was like everyone's friend and he took on the man he took on uh Mr uh, Potts god what's his name uh Mr Potter he took on Mr Potter uh famously played by Lionel Barrymore and you know he he goes through the ups and downs. This is during the Depression. It's during when the banks are, were, were failing, and this is a small-town bank, and uh, he was always good to people, and it just felt like he, at the end of his rope, he didn't feel like anyone cared about him, but as it turns out, everyone cared about him, and he's human, and he went through points in the movie where he wasn't that likable, and even through all that, you still end up liking him in the end, and it just shows the range of emotions you could, he could get out of. Uh, that role, and I, I can't imagine anyone else playing George Bailey but James Stewart, and uh, yeah, so it was pretty easy to make him in my top five. All right, my number one pick, it's a cheat, because, well, one, it's my podcast, I can do whatever I want, but I just couldn't choose between these two actors, and it's in arguably the greatest movie of all time. The movie's The Godfather, and it's Al Pacino and Marlon Brando. I'm going with both of them, and partly because... It's both movies, and so obviously Brando gets it for the original Godfather, and Pacino gets it for part two. So Pacino was nominated, actually, for Best Supporting Actor in 1973 for The Godfather Part One, and then he was nominated for Best Actor in 1975. Uh, Joel Gray won for Best Supporting Actor in 1973 for Cabaret, so Pacino didn't get that one. And then Art Carney won for Best Actor in 1975 for Harry and Tonto. So I've never even seen that movie, so I'm going to say they got that one wrong but if anyone's seen Harry and 
Tonto and want to dispute this, go ahead. But yeah, Pacino just, he owns, I mean, you see the rise of Michael and the change from part one into part two and how he just becomes ruthless. And uh, this role made Pacino. Pacino only, Pacino never was, um, he never faltered after this. You know, he was always super popular. He's always been considered one of the greatest actors of all time after this. And so um, definitely Pacino has to be mentioned here. And then Marlon Brando, Brando actually won uh, Best Actor for 19 in 1973 uh for his role as the godfather and who else could have played the godfather i mean granted he's mumbling he put the you know famously put cotton in his mouth to to get this and he was famously forgetting his lines and and whatnot he had to you know people were putting cue cards everywhere for him but who else could have played don corleone nobody it's marlon brando and so that's how do you pick pick between al pacino and marlon brando you can't i mean both of them are absolutely necessary for this film and there's a reason reason why it's the greatest film of all time or the greatest two films of all time so yes i cheated but i think it's okay i hope it's okay mark anyway let me get to my honorable mentions very quickly okay so honorable mentions again i could have picked marlon brando for on the waterfront uh arguably his greatest role i mean you could have picked streetcar named desire and others but no on the waterfront terrific terrific movie and he's brilliant uh, Humphrey Bogart in The Treasure of the Sierra Madre. Again, not a likable character, but, um, you know, Brando, or Bogart's been in so many amazing roles had he picked just one, but Treasure of the Sierra, Sierra Madre definitely could have been in there for me. De Niro, Robert De Niro, it's like, what do you pick? And so they kind of like negated each other. And so I could have picked him for Taxi Driver, could have picked him for Raging Bull. Hell, you could have even picked him for Godfather Part Two, playing the young Vito. So, um, yeah, it was too tough to pick, but either either all three of those movies he deserved to be in there, so definitely honorable mention. Uh, Paul Newman, there's so many Paul Newman roles. Could have been Cool Ann Luke, could have been The Sting, could have been Butch Cassidy. There's so many. Um, the Verdict, he's terrific in The Verdict. Michael Douglas, uh, Michael Douglas in Wall Street, he did win the Academy Award for it. He was in my top five going into this. He was in the top five, and and I yeah, I just couldn't do it. But you know, greed is good. That is forever. I mean, he's been in tons of great roles, but his his role as Gordon Gecko in Wall Street, it's brilliant. Uh, John Belushi, even though this wasn't a lead actor, every time he's on screen in Animal House, how would you turn away? He is Bluto. He is you know, he's he owns the screen, and so. Um, yeah, that's, I, I love John Belushi. And then lastly, and this was hard to leave him off too, Jeff Bridges and, and the Big Lebowski is the dude. He is the dude. Nobody else could have played this role. Nobody else could have played this role. Anyway, so that is my, those are my honorable mentions. Let's get into what everyone else has to say in this week's episode. All right, let's now go to your top five men, and then we will go back, and we'll, we'll talk about your honorable mentions, but let's go through the top five uh, favorite acting performances. Okay, so I'm starting at the bottom again. I'm going to put, I'm still kind of fiddling with number five. I'm going to put um, Javier Bardem in No Country for Old Men oh, at yeah. number five. Um, that, I think, is just a, a, he's just such a good job of being creepy and menacing like every second he's on screen and still kind of doing very little he he very rarely moves fast and he very rarely moves his face and he seems to do much of it uh with his voice mm-hmm. and i think you i think a lot of people walked out of that film kind of um 
uh, feeling the aftershocks of uh, his vocal delivery, um, as well as his haircut. But, you know, right. <laughs> I, was like, I don't know how much of that was his choice. Um, but it fit perfectly uh, for the role. <laughs> it's just so weird. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, the whole like asymmetrical thing, the, the entire thing keeps you off kilter. It's yes. really appropriate. But, but he, he does a really good job, I think, of um, being unsettling and, uh, you know, through all of that. I know um, the movie won Best Picture. Did he win an Academy Award? Off the top of my head, I couldn't yeah. tell you. I, I'm uh, almost positive he was nominated, him. but yeah, yeah. I want to think so. I certainly think he deserved it. Yeah. Yeah. He won Best Supporting Actor in 2008. Okay. Yeah. He was another part. But as I remember, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, as I remember, I think No Country for Old Men kind of swept yeah. the, the male side of the Oscars yes. that year. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, you also I'm have just, him I, and Tom, you know Tommy Lee Jones and Josh Brolin. And yeah, it was just a really well done film. Yeah. So I'm looking at it now. It's got, it got Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Director. Best screenplays, uh, those are the wins that it yeah. got that year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving up to number four, uh, I think we were talking before this, and you mentioned that I didn't have to always go with lead roles. And Yeah, we were expanding uh, it a little bit. Um, the original ask w was for uh, lead, but I thought it's there's too many good ones to not um, to, to leave out some of the supporting actors. Yeah, so this maybe this one's debatable, but I think... Um, uh, John Goodman in The Big Lebowski. Oh yeah. Um, for me, he just he he just completely steals. Uh, no, he well he doesn't steal that film because everybody's stealing that film. It's just kind of amazing. But I just love every one of his lines and the delivery. And he's just so like so deeply committed in that role. It's just fantastic. Yeah. I just love him in that movie. And this is it's funny because I love him in all of his Cone Brother films, uh, including like Barton Fink, it would be like my second favorite, but yeah. the Big Lebowski is the one I think I look most forward to seeing John Goodman in again and again. Because people could easily pick uh Jeff Bridges as their, you know, in that role. Yeah, absolutely. And I was I I had considered it because he's fantastic in it, but I think John Goodman um is winning by like a photo finish for me. Interesting. Let's see. This is this is yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I when I sit down, I've seen that movie enough times. Like, really, when I sit down to watch that film again, I think you know more than anything, I'm just looking forward to seeing John, John Goodman. Goodman. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Shober fucking Shabbos. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, okay, number three, Peter Sellers and being there. Ah, yes. Yeah. So talking about um, understated roles, um, he does such a fantastic job of being this guy who's kind of bumbling through um, the political uh, sphere of Washington, D.C. Um, uh, I don't know what to say about it. It's such an uh, – I don't, I don't know if people – if it's kind of – in people's minds, um, this film, because I mean, for Peter Sellers, he has such a stellar career, like across the board. But for this, um, he's not playing the out of control, like over the top Clouseau. Mm -hmm. um, he's not like the really crazy Doctor Strange love. Right here, he's almost playing um, just like the bass notes. Mm -hmm. of this character and it just says everything right mm -hmm. you, 
it, it's a really amazing film. Um, and it's, it's entirely writing on his shoulders and he's just, uh, he's just really, really subdued in it. And it's fantastic. Shirley MacLaine's in this movie too, right? Yeah, she is. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's been is. years since I've seen it. I need to rewatch this. Uh, oh, have you seen it? It's well, years uh, ago. You know, I, I, it's, I would argue that it is at least as funny as any of his other stuff. Um, and maybe even more so. I think when I watch this, I get much deeper, like, belly laughs mm. out of this than I do from, like, Inspector Clouseau, who's just, like, kind of a the clown prince of comedy in that film. And you know, in it's in, in the Pink Panther, you know it's coming. So they kind of, it doesn't take it away from it, but it's just, it's a different type of funny. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what's number two? Number two, Anthony Perkins in Psycho. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, I don't, uh, this again, I think it's just, uh, it's a, uh, there's a lot that the audience um, needs to buy into. And it's not a small ask to get, uh, to put a, an, any actor in that position. Um, but I think a lot of the film, I mean, it succeeds in a number of different areas, but one of those that stands out to me in terms of male acting is him convincing us of um, his vulnerability mm -hmm. when he's talking to Marion Crane in um, in the back office and they're sharing that meal before everything goes horribly. Um, but we see um, in subtle turns from him during that scene um, a vulnerability. Um, we see uh, a fear. Um, we're not sure what that fear is. We don't know if it's directed towards the mother or towards Marion Crane. Um, and a little bit of rage mm -hmm. uh, peeks out. Um, and it's so fascinating watching that performance. Uh, the entire movie, but that scene in particular, just to call that out, um, because there's so much going on in in that banter on both sides, but his his performance is just amazing. Yeah, and not only does he not only does he succeed in making us buy into this character, and it's not just buying into this character. I mean, that's he's got to like really believe that um, this character is vulnerable and has like these undercurrents of rage and fear um, and a great many other things and sadness. Um, but he also somehow by the end of the movie, I think our moral compasses are really being challenged because you don't know um, whether to despise him, to uh, pity him, yeah. um, to, to be terrified of him. Certainly you're terrified by then of showers and <laughs> of hotels in general, but, but to get to the end of that movie and to feel pity, um, I think that's, uh, or even sympathy maybe depending on like how you read it. Uh, is really interesting. Um, and of course, they, in the sequels, they try and play off of those feelings of pity and sympathy that you may have felt towards him in the first film with yeah. varying success. But um, and, and yeah, he, I think he's fantastic in that. Tremendous actor, in, and, but that's like the career-defining role for him. And so I think that's, um, you know, that's what would make sense to have this be the pick. Because when you think of Norman Bates, you think of Anthony Perkins. And when you think of Anthony Perkins, you think Norman Bates. yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I would say, too, there's there's another film, you know, the, the sequel, Psycho 2. It's um, I don't know if it's underappreciated. It's a it's a film with some huge faults. Sure. Um, but 
I think maybe his performance in that is not really as well acknowledged as maybe it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, because he has a, a huge challenge there as well to make us believe that, to, to believe all of the, you know, everything that he faces coming back. I think it's like 20 years later. It's like the first like reboot. Um, or what do you call it? What do you call all of these uh, things that are happening with TV right now? Yeah I, I, yeah, I mean, if it's oh, TV, revival, revival. revival, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the first, like, two-decade revival. Exactly. Or something like that. <laughs> That's true. Um, his, his performance in that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think it's actually better than almost the entire film. And I think they did um, two more sequels after that, so. Yeah, they shouldn't have done. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, number one, yes. Ewan McGregor in Trainspotting. Ah, um, yes. Yeah, another one. I mean, you know, I've, I've been obsessed with that film since, like, the day that that came out as well. And with Ewan McGregor. Um so part of the reason this is my number one is just like I had a, I had like my first like male celebrity crush on him from mm-hmm. that film. Ah, okay. Which, yeah. which sounds messed up, right? <laughs> yeah, he's a mess in the movie. Yeah. Because it's yeah, because it's not like it's I don't know, but anyway, he's so so amazing mm-hmm. in that, and it's such a it's such a phenomenal film, mm-hmm. just in general. That yeah, yeah. I had it bad for you and McGregor when that came out. <laughs> so have you have you enjoyed all of his movies ever since, or is that still your go-to McGregor film? Um, I've enjoyed. I like some of his movies um, since then. I, I'd have to say that I wouldn't consider him like a favorite actor anymore okay. necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but that but that performance, I think, is I don't know. Maybe is it too much to say it's kind of iconic? No, I, I think well, that's. It's, that movie definitely is for that sort of, you know, that sort of picture. So no, I don't think it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he's, he's my number one. Cool. All right. Let's quickly go through the ones that almost made your list. Okay. So folks who almost made my list, I'll do males because it's a really short list. Okay. And I, do you want me to just like rattle this off like gunfire? Yeah. Yeah. Like just quickly. Okay. So, uh, Gail Garcia Bernal from, um, Bad Education, another Spanish film by Pedro Almodovar. Okay. Uh, Eugene Levy in A Mighty Wind. Ah, yes. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, because I think that that movie, uh, wow. Um, yeah, I don't know. He's hmm. amazing in that. Um, so funny. So amazingly funny. Um, and his, his chemistry uh, with everyone else in that is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis in There Will Be Blood. Oh, another yes. Another kind of, uh, Down and Dirty Vengeance film that a lot of fun to watch um um yeah so those are my men so let's go into your top five actors and all right we'll go wait, back and do, oh we can do that we'll go do, later yes okay, sure yeah. okay we'll mm-hmm. move over to actors now sure okay so this is where i start to cheat <laughs> okay no problem <laughs> um so alec guinness mm. and that's not for one role i have him for like a bunch of roles actually. fair enough <laughs> Kind Hearts and Coronets, where he plays nine different characters. Yes, it's pretty odd. He's like true. different members of his family, mm-hmm. and different. Some of them are from different generations. It's, it's really it's a black comedy where mm-hmm. like a younger relative stands to inherit the family fortune if all the other relatives die. But he's way down the line, so he's like basically he plops to bump off all the characters, <laughs> yeah. and they're all played by Alec Guinness. Right, he's, like, he's just pretty hilarious and everything. He was um, way before Eddie Murphy started to do all. This yeah, before the <laughs> before the clumps and yes, all that. and coming to America. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, Peter Sellers played a few roles in True. Doctor Strangelove, yeah. but not, I mean, I think... Not to the extent they, of this. Not to <laughs> the, well, yeah, nine different... But, I mean, they're all kind of brief roles, most of them. Sure. But he was just, I don't know, it was just... 
showed Alec Guinness's talent, especially in comedy. He was a great comedic actor. And, and to that, on that note, mm-hmm. Lady Killers is probably another one. Absolutely. He's, he's just <laughs> hilarious and evil. He kind of looks like Nosferatu with his teeth sticking out. He's kind of... Mm-hmm. He reminds me a little bit of uh, what's the guy from with the minions and uh, I oh, a uh, Gru, Gru, yeah, yeah, yeah kind of a little bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little bit. If you haven't seen Lady Killers, kind of imagine that, except maybe a little bit more hair. But and see that yeah. version. If you want to watch the Tom Hanks version, fine. But yeah, should, yeah, I don't think yeah. I've even seen that one. Um, yeah, just skipped it. But yeah, yeah, go go to the original. And actually, I think that has Peter Sellers. And anyway, it's like this yeah, bubbling, bubbling gang of criminals live with this lady. And they're trying to plot a. I think they're trying to do a bank robbery. Yes. They have to hide out in plain sight, sort of, and then they're they're pretending to be a um, a band. Yeah. Or a, a group of musicians, and so so they lie to their landlady, and then I think they have to <laughs> they have to kill the landlady, otherwise she's going to spoil their exactly. Their heist, so yeah, really good um, movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> uh, then I also have him for um, Bridge on the River Kwai, where yeah. he's like. He's maddening, maddening in his. He's very straight laced in principle, and yes. like at the end, it's just like you want to kind of strangle. <laughs> Absolutely, like he never he's, lets up. No, he's <laughs> relentless. Um, and in Star Wars, I have Obi Wan Kenobi because he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, um, my, but what's interesting, uh, a lot of people just know him for that. And I'm yeah, glad you mentioned no, the other yeah, movies. no, the other ones are. Yeah, I wanted. To, I mean, I could have named Star Wars because that's where I, you know, I first knew of Alex sure. Guinness. But I think, yeah, like probably Lady Killers and Kind Hearts and Cornets are. I don't know. My two favorites of his overall, or in Bridge of the River Quiet, he won an Oscar for, and he yeah. was brilliant in that. He's actually really good in Lawrence Arabia too, a smaller role. Exactly, he's like one of those iconic actors. Yeah, just yeah. just great all around. Um, next, I have Ian McKellen, mm-hmm. who played Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings yep. movies. Um, I uh, Gandalf is my favorite character from those movies, and Ian McKellen pretty much embodied what I expected or thought that character could be from mm-hmm. from reading the books. Right. So, I don't know, he just, like, nailed it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into it too much. Like, no, yes, I'm not, no, he's definitely one of my uh, one of my favorite actors in general, mm-hmm. too. Like, he's, I mean, a lot of things he's been in have just been brilliant. In. Yeah. I think there was a one where he played an uh, ex-Nazi, apt mm-hmm. pupil. Was like That's a, a good suspense. movie. He's really good. Yeah. He's really good in the Richard III, where mm-hmm. it's, like, a modernized... Um, version of the shakespearean play he's, yep he's awesome in that is kevin bacon in app pupil or was it brad renfro i, I think mean, it's renfro i don't okay. know if kevin bacon's in that or not good movie though Underrated. yeah really good yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's a good suspense movie yeah uh, okay so yeah ian uh ian mckellen okay. paul newman is next <laughs> that's um, gonna actually, be a tough one for he's, you <laughs> he's actually my top one okay but i'll uh i'll put him yeah so We'll, we'll come back to him. Okay. So I'll, no that, I'll Jeff Bridges as okay. the dude in The Big Lebowski. Yeah. Because I think it's one of the all-time comedic roles. He completely imbo- embodies that character. He embodies. Where, like, he, just, <laughs> I, like, <laughs> he embodies. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Probably all I need to say. If you see the movie, I think, I don't know. And you, I mean, if you don't like it, then it's probably not, you know, your kind of movie. Sure. I think. But if, if you do like it, then you'll understand that he's, like, you know, he's just, he is the dude. <laughs> like, that dude. He's like, that, that character. That character is... Is him and vice versa. You, it's hard. You know, you just um, you can't believe it's. You know, you don't really think about it as being Jeff Bridges. Like there's just exactly on the screen. It's it's the dude. And he's been in so many different movies. Yeah, he's he's iconic for this one. Yeah, he was good in that was a crazy hard. Oh yeah, you know. And even before that, you know, like he was in Starman and yeah, yeah, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
And it's also I I figured Malin would cheat on that one and pick not only him but also John Goodman because yeah, uh, I thought John Goodman's yeah. great too. Yeah, but yeah, I, so, you want a role that nobody else could play. I yeah, think. I think I, mean, I can't imagine. That's the thing you can't imagine anyone else playing. No. I'm sure they'll remake it or they'll make it a Broadway musical <laughs> yes. or something at some point. And some some schmo is going to be cast there, or maybe someone talented, but yeah. it won't be it's the him. dude because that that is different. That's right. All right. Um, Next, I have Paul Newman. I'll go with Paul Newman because then there's like a cheat after that. So okay. Paul Newman mm-hmm. and Cool Hand Luke. I, I, fear, I so, was wondering which one you'd pick. And so, yeah, yeah, I think that's probably my favorite, although he's awesome in The Hustler. I mean, I mm-hmm. mentioned Cat on the Hot Tin Roof. He's really good in that, although yep. I think even, yeah, I don't know. Everything. The, the verdict. The verdict. Yeah. He's amazing. I don't know. I can't I can't pick one for Paul Newman, but yeah. Paul, Cool Hand Luke is probably my I think favorite. My, if I were to mm-hmm. vote an Oscar for one of his performances, I, I think I would give that one. But okay. he's got plenty of great ones. Yeah. So mine was The Sting. Okay, so that's, yeah. that's actually my next movie, but okay. this is my cheat where okay. I named Paul Newman, Robert Redford, mm-hmm. and Robert Shaw. Got it. Like the trio mm-hmm. in The Sting. Yeah. I think they, I mean, they all play well off each other. Yeah. Where, I mean, it's, it's a complicated plot, and I don't want to spoil it if you yeah. haven't seen it. I mean, we've met, we talked about it a lot by now, <laughs> yeah. so people, you should get the hint and Absolutely. watch that movie already. It's a great. Great heist movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Redford and, and Newman are great together, and they had, they were already coming off of uh, Bush and Sundance. Exactly. So they you know they have great on screen chemistry. Yeah. Robert Shaw is an amazing actor. I yeah. mean, he's awesome in Jaws. Too. I flipped the coin because like, how do you pick Lonigan or how do you pick uh, you know the. I forgot his name in Jaws. Quinn? Yeah. Quinn, Quinn, yeah. 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 And Jaws. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know which one's better. Yeah. He's totally different. Was totally. Yeah, so it kind of shows Robert Shaw's range in acting. Too. Exactly. So I, I think it's a, just a great demonstration of the three of the three actors. As one. As, yeah. And as, yeah as, uh, they kind of needed all of them to make yeah, it Yeah, I mean, the yeah. plot is really about their, their interactions with each other. Because yeah. you have the relationship of, of Newman and Redford, and then Redford working with Lonigan, yeah. or uh, Robert Shaw's mm-hmm. Lonigan, and then... Lonigan and, uh, or uh, Robert Shaw and Paul Newman yep. as kind of the obvious adversaries. So yeah, yeah. it was really cool. And really well done. My favorite, I think, my favorite scene actually in that movie is the the poker scene where where Paul Newman's just like he's acting ag- drunk, yeah. he's acting drunk and yeah. completely clumsy. It's completely <laughs> aggravating, and he actually out cheats. Yeah, Lonigan in the era. Uh, he does Shaw in the in the game. It's really funny. But like him laughing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Tremendous. Scene. Yeah, really awesome. well. Yeah. Um, and then my honorable mention for actors is Heath Ledger as the Joker in Dark Knight. Oh yeah, it's like the definitive villain I think in any super superhero movie. Yeah. Um, so good. I mean, it's just sad that if if that you know if that role ended up causing his. His eventual suicide, yeah. but uh, yeah, I don't really know. I, I, it was after working on that that he committed suicide. Yeah. But I, I don't really know. It's hard to. I mean, it's hard to imagine anyone uh, topping that as a Joker. And I haven't seen um, what's his name? Oh, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Yet I've heard it's almost mixed like, to slash he, bad things yeah. about it. And like he's he just tried too hard, and it's like after that, you know, I don't know. And Jack Nicholson was great as a Joker. He was, but it was almost. I think the only difference is you still knew it was Jack. You know? yeah, was, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It was Jack Nicholson's mm, yeah. the Joker rather than the Joker. Right, whereas but Heath Ledger, I forgot he was Heath complete, Ledger. Yeah, yeah, he completely buried himself in that role, yeah. which maybe was to his detriment, I don't know. But mm-hmm. he is, is definitely the definitive. Like, I agree. And, and probably I, comic book movie role, period. I agree, mean, yeah. You know, I can't imagine. Like, there isn't, I, don't, I don't think there's been a superhero. You know, I mean, Christopher Reeve was great as Superman. Mm-hmm. And I love Gene Hackman as, as Lex, Lex Luthor, Luthor yeah. but it's still I was kind of jokey and comedic, kind mm-hmm. of tongue in cheek, and 
this was played completely seriously and completely like method acting, yes. you know, the whole nine yards. That's right. And you know what? I was, you know, as I was making this, so there's probably a whole bunch of other actors I left mm. off. That <laughs> no, but we have to limit <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, so that's it. Yeah, that's my list. That's awesome, as usual. All right. Great job. Thank Thanks. you so much, Brian. So let's go to. We'll we'll come back to your honorable mentions, but let's do the top five actors for now. Okay. So I'm going down to. Oh, so I was torn in this one, but yeah, okay. My so number, number five. Yep. Jack Lemon. Okay. Oh boy. Um, I gotta say the apartment. Yes, although I have the apartment slash some like it hot. He's kind oh, of true. Tip, I mean, it's almost like the same type of character, right? He is. It's kind of like a hysterical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's almost like that in every too. movie. <laughs> you're right, <laughs> yeah. it is. Actually, yeah. you're right. Yeah, so, yeah. I just love, I mean, I loved him in some like it hot. Mm -hmm. I think he's so, yeah, he's better than Tony Curtis and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. You yeah. know, he just kind of pulls the movie together. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like Tony Curtis in that too. He's the comic relief. Right. In that, yeah. yeah. They're kind of romantic leads. Yeah. I mean, they're both goofy and doing comedic things too, but I just think he's the, yeah, he's the it, one that kind of brings it all together. Yeah, I agree. And um, whereas the apartment, everyone kind of has their own place. Like Fred McMurray's yeah, the boss. Right, and, right, right. You know, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing where he's trying to, what is he hiding his mistress in his apartment? Yes. Right? It's Fred McMurray's mistress yeah but he's also trying to hit on her or something or he's trying to he like, no, he's, well. he's in love with her and she's just the mess and right, yeah. Right, yeah and then fred so mcmurray is your typical almost like madman yeah oh no, it is yeah. at that time mm -hmm. it's the exact setup he's i think maywin picked shirley mcclane as his one of his actresses who, in yeah, the apartment in the apartment yeah oh, that's she's great she is really good in that you're yeah. right oh that would have been a good one yeah damn honorable mention i had it all the time i meant that I'm kicking out Jodie Foster and putting her out. No, you can't. No, no, no. Um, yeah, okay. That's a great one. So That's number four. Bill Murray. Oh, boy. And again, only because I know you, it's got to be Royal Tenenbaums? He, no. Oh, no. Okay. No. Um, Bill Murray. Rushmore? Yes. Okay, yeah. Love him in Rushmore. Have you seen Rushmore? Of course. Oh, yeah, okay. I saw him in the theater. I just yeah. think he is, yeah. When he's in the scene, the elevator scene where he's like has a cigarette yeah. dangling out of his thing, and then he's hiding liquor empty <laughs> liquor bottles in the like hospital mm -hmm. clothing. Um, yeah, he's just so great there. He's one that's he's transitioned over time. Like he's always the same. I yeah, think, yeah. Like uh, Lost in Translation mm -hmm. was his first serious, serious yeah. role, and then Rushmore I think came out shortly after that. I think Rushmore so. Came out first. I want to say Rushmore came out first, but I could be wrong. Maybe. Maybe Rushmore did come out first. Because that's a. I mean, I know I could quickly do a search and see, but yeah, me too. No. Anyway, no, yeah. <laughs> the I also like could the scene too. in the pool where he's throwing his wife is yeah. like hooking up with the pool boy, <laughs> yes. and he's like just throwing ping pong ball, and it's like his twins' yeah. birthday party. Oh man, that's such a yeah. That's a great role. Yeah. Good right. one. Yeah, there's so many Bill Murray ones that you didn't pick the obvious one. So a lot of people What's would pick the obvious one. Ghostbusters or Stripes no. or. That's not the Bill Murray. Stripes. I mean, I like Bill Murray then. Groundhog Day. Love. You should watch. You should just watch. I wish I could get it for you. Oh, you can find it online on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You should watch his performance in Square Pigs, the TV oh, show yeah, from yeah. the 80s. He's the substitute teacher. If you just search Bill Murray, Square Pigs, just like take They'll have something. a 20 minute to watch mm -hmm. Bill Murray. And that is just like very funny. Yeah, he's great. Because that would be Bill right Murray. after Stripes, I think. Um, it's like 82, 83. Is it 82, 83? Yeah. yeah. It's right around his like Saturday night. I thought it was when he was on Saturday Night Live, but maybe not. Maybe it's right when he transitioned into movies. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I'm pretty sure he did Meatballs and he was gone from Saturday Night Live, but I could be wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're probably right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Meatballs. That's yeah, that was his first. Yeah. <laughs> I liked him in <laughs> Meatballs, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. 
So number I think this th- is my only drama. Number Straight three? up drama is number three. Okay. Gregory Peck. Oh, it's uh, it's got to be To Kill Mockingbird. Yeah, To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Although I want to say like I just love the character maybe. And I think he's, you know, when you read you read the book, and yeah. everybody falls in love with Atticus Finch. And then I just think he is the perfect pers- personification of Atticus Finch. Yes. Like, in yeah. real form. It's just like who else could be? I don't know. Because he's like the perfect father, mm-hmm. the perfect person the lawyer you know everything i think people forget about how great an actor he was i'm sure yeah. he was and i don't even know if that performance was like i don't know I but just he's known love for that. Yeah. watching him mm-hmm. i love you know yeah but he's great in um is it oh it starts with an s with ingrid bergman the hitchcock movie um, uh splendid no spellbound spellbound yeah, yeah. yeah sorry he's great in that <laughs> i mean there's so many he's good in the original cape fear because he, yes he's, yeah. oh yeah i love that he's movie. the That's nick good. nolte yeah. character right, right, <laughs> right. yeah uh, so good. Yeah, he's in a lot of great movies. Yeah. Okay, my number two, mm-hmm. Cary Grant. Oh, this is tough. I love Cary Grant yeah. in anything, so yes. I can watch him in anything. I think North by Northwest, I think. Nope. No, wow. Um, no, but I don't love him in North by Northwest. He's too orange. <laughs> <laughs> to Catch a Thief? Nope. It's a comedy. Comedy. Bringing Up Baby? Nope. Oh, wow. Bringing Up Baby, he's good on that too. I don't know. Arsenic and Old Lady. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He is really I great. I love though. him in that. I also love the old ladies. I'm almost yes. like, if I knew their names, I would put them in my The biddies. Yeah. They're so funny. They, yeah. I love that movie. He the is. Play. I guess it's a play. But he I is your movie. most well-rounded actor because he could do serious. He could also do funny. Maybe. I feel like he's always Cary Grant, but he's funny and yeah, yeah. I don't know. He would have been the perfect James Bond if he wasn't older. Right. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Because he could play suave and he could be. I guess he, he could be a badass if he wanted to. And I feel like he's always funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know what movie is he like straight up, no irony dramatic, you know? I think I, mean, the, I know he's in Affair to Remember, which I haven't even seen. That's true. That's like romance. And yeah. there, there was no comedy in it. Yeah. He was in some in like the 40s. Sure, like sure, I sure. think in the 30s where he was more um, serious. Yeah. yeah okay. then. But even in all the Hitchcock movies, he's pretty goofy. Like he always has like a dry sense of humor. Right? Yeah. Like he's sarcastic. Like even in charade. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 he can do yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number one. My number one is really weird. <laughs> the first, and I think because I chose the only, when you gave me this list, yeah. I came up with, I knew Shelley Winters and Lolita, and then I knew that I loved this performance of this person in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it's a very weird choice. And I'll just admit that. Okay. Ben Stiller. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay. Ben Stiller in... Reality Bites. No! No, okay. Oh, you, I thought you liked that movie. Um, I watched it a bunch of times, but I don't ben Stiller. Really like the performances, I guess. Oh, geez. I don't know. Um... I don't know. It's one of my favorite movies. Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, I just, I, well, so I want to put that I loved Ben Stiller and Gene Hackman. Yeah. In that movie. I love the portrayal of their mm-hmm. relationship and I just loved the, you know, his rage, you know, he's just like rage about everything. Yeah. Like he's just angry about everything. And it's just, I, I think that's like Ben Stiller just best. I don't like, I don't love Ben Stiller mm-hmm. movies at all. I don't even, I like Ben Stiller. But so I you like him when he's more serious as opposed to the. I mean, he's straight up being a straight man. And yeah. he's just so funny in mm-hmm. it, right? Yeah. He's na- not making any jokes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's just, I just love, I don't know. I just think it's so funny. There's a scene where he's um, walking by, G- he's like leaving in anger by Gene Hackman. And Gene mm-hmm. Hackman's like, oh, wait, son, wait. And he's like, slaps his hand. He just like walks up and like. <laughs> Slap, 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 slap. Gene Hackman was tough for me because I love him in everything. Yeah. Gene Hackman's 
brilliant and yeah. but it's tough to pick one for him and so uh, yeah. yeah i love i mean i loved the cat I, I love the cast of angelica Houston yeah. and gene hackman mm-hmm. and ben stiller and that but i loved him and gene hackman particularly is it because... luke wilson's in yeah luke yeah. wilson's in yeah. he's fine I mean, yeah. he's good he's okay yeah yes. he's fine smash but... in the face luke wilson what smash in the face luke is he the Luke one that Wilson. has the crooked yes. nose? Owen Wilson also has the crooked not like, nose. Not like Luke. No, I think you're mixing up. Owen Wilson has the big old crooked nose. Like maybe. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Owen's a blonde. Yes. Yes. They're both in the movie. Joel Cohen's married to Frances McDermott. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Ethan. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. And then do you have any honorable mention? Men. Mm-hmm. I do have Al Pacino. In Serpico? <laughs> no. <laughs> not Serpico, but I love his performance in Serpico. Oh, and I'm it? actually... Um, Dog the afternoon. Yeah. Okay. But I'm also like, I feel like that's a hint to the Al Pacino of the '80s, right? It's yeah. super over the top performance. Like he's really emotional and crazy. But he didn't write. You know, that was like the first time that he pulled that, so I thought it worked. And yeah. the story is so crazy, and it's he true. Looks exactly like the guy yeah. who actually did that heist or whatever you want yeah. to call it, that bank robbery. Mm-hmm. Like it's just such a crazy story. So yeah. Um. I you know? Did you ever see Injustice for All? That came in '79. And Justice for All with yeah. Al Pacino? Yeah, no. he's a lawyer. That's, his speech at the end mm-hmm. is kind of a precursor to what, how, you know, the, the very yelling. Yes, uh, yes, you yes, know, yes, Kind yes, of what yes, Gene yes. Wilder does. Yeah, yes. Gene Wilder yeah, yells yeah, 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 exactly. That's where it started. I couldn't even <laughs> watch The French Connection. I had it on for a bit on a plane. I was like, I can't take this. It's like too much, like, you mean French, male, Con- br- French Connection with Gene Hackman. I, Gene Wilder is the yeller. Oh, sorry, Gene Wilder's the yeller? Yeah, like in uh, Willy Wonka. Oh, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Well, he, he does a low... He, he starts builds, out low, yeah. and then he's like, ah! Yeah, exactly. Explodes, right? That's Gene Wilder. <laughs> yeah, even yeah. in all the Richard Pryor movies, he does the same thing. Like Someone can... just said, oh, Sam, they were talking about, it was on Mark Maron's yeah. podcast, and they were talking about Sam Kinison, and someone mm. was like, he was completely copying Gene Wilder's He kind of did. Yeah, he did. that's what he was saying. It's like, all Sam did was copy yeah. Gene Wilder. It was like this very low, mm-hmm. and then, like, explosion. Yeah. It, it, I don't know would... if it was Mark Maron saying that, or somebody else said it. It makes sense, because yeah. it just... I don't know if Gene Wilder did as much coke as Sam did, but that's... I know, uh, right? I don't know. I don't know if Gene Wilder did drugs. Did he? Or was he... Straight? I don't know. It's a good question. I love I Gene know Wilder. Richard oh, Pryor definitely did. No, I know. He burned himself Pryor, up. Yeah. <laughs> so. And he got Parkinson's? He did, yeah. Was that from the drug? You can't get Parkinson's from the drugs, or can you? Is I don't think it helps, help but no. I don't, <laughs> it couldn't have helped him. He had quite a life. That would yeah. be a hell of a... I would love to see a um, biopic... Right, they've Pryor. been talking about it forever, and I yeah. forget who they said was starring in it. They've been talking about doing it because he has an autobiography. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I've never read, but they talk about it on Mark Maron. I think a lot, it'd be that great. comedians are like every comedian has to read this book, so I should yeah. pick it up and read it. Yeah, because hell, I mean, one of the top stand-ups. Plus, he was he was in a lot of very popular movies. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. He was yeah. really and a great really writer. Big. Yeah. yeah, but he had a crazy life. Like, right. Just, well, he grew up in a whorehouse, right? Yeah, and his dad basically abused him. I mean, he, he jokes about it in his stand-up routines, but uh, and talking about you know, go get your switch, go get the switch oh off God. the tree to get hit. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Gross. But horrible. It's funny how like abuse from a lot of comedians was kind of integrated into like because even Cosby would talk about how his dad would basically hit him and yeah everything. Well, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. whole different <laughs> subject with Bill Cosby, but yes, yeah. Bill don't mm. get me started. No, I'm just I know. Well, no, we, we, <laughs> you can listen to past episodes yeah. if you want to hear about that. So, anyway, great job, Lindley. I didn't. Oh, I have two more. oh good. <laughs> Go, keep going. Keep going. See, Matt Damon. You, oh, Matt Damon. Oh, in um, it could be two of them. Was he in Talented Mr. Ripley? Yeah. yeah okay. Is it that yeah, one? He's the Talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah. yeah Matt Damon mm-hmm. in Talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah. And then Philip Seymour Hoffman. 
Oh, um, hmm. Capote? No. Okay. But he was very good in Capote. He was good in Capote. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Doubt. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, yeah, that's okay. good. He plays a priest who's accused of... Oh, maybe I have. ...molesting. Yeah, it's good. Okay. I think it's a play that then became a movie. Did you so. ever see Before the Devil Knows You're Dead? No. With um, Marissa Tomei is in it. No. I think it's kind of like a I love Marissa type. Tomei. I yeah. should have put her in You might like that because he's in that too. Mm. Yeah. That's a good, that's a dark one. Yeah. So. All right. Great I'm list. drug user. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Know. So, yeah, good job. I, you didn't think, uh, I didn't think you would have enough and you had plenty. I had too many. No, you didn't have too many. I had to cut down. <laughs> Well, as always, thank you so much, Super Producer. Thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs> okay, so you have a top four for actors. <sighs> How okay. are we going to do this one? So, for my actors, this is hard. I mm -hmm. think, just for me, like, memorable roles, I always um, side with the females. Okay, that's in fair. The movies. Yeah. So, I always, I see a movie, I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> Female inspiration. Yeah. Um, but... I don't know. I've never been one to watch like a lot of guy films. Okay. So except for Will Ferrell. Except for <laughs> Will Ferrell. But I I do in a way. It's kind of I've chosen things that are more. I I have a classic. Okay. I have a foreign. Mm -hmm. I have one kind of like grungy cult classic, mm -hmm. and then I have a new movie that just came out. Oh, okay. So, so let's go in exactly that order. Okay, so yeah. the classic, mm -hmm. I went with, um, I had to pick Cary Grant. Yeah. He's my favorite actor, and I chose Philadelphia Story. Nice! For his. Okay. Um, I was on the fence between the two, but I think when I think of him, I either think of Hitchcock mm -hmm. or his, like, 40s movies. Yes. So I went with Philadelphia Story. And Wait. it has Catherine Hepburn. It's, so yeah, she. How do you? Yeah, that must have been tough not to pick hard. her. Yeah. I wanted to choose her, but I thought like her like work was too strong. Yeah. I couldn't really like I, label one. I would pick bringing a baby because yeah. she's just so crazy in that yeah, one. Yeah, that's true. And it's kind of unlike most of her characters afterwards. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think she's. Well, she's so young in that one. She was, and but she really steals the show because mm -hmm. Cary Grant's kind of just like this, I don't know what's going on type of, you mm -hmm. know, the whole movie, and mm -hmm. she kind of carries the film. Yeah. But, yeah, so for Philadelphia Story, this is, yeah. Yeah, and I, like, in the movie, like, I think you're supposed to like Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. I've never been a huge fan of oh, Jimmy really? Stewart. I don't oh. know why. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just, like, his mumbly way of talking. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Is that mean? Um, no, no, that's it. Everyone's gonna... <laughs> but yeah, I always like sided with Cary Grant in the movie. Okay, and they're I, so charming. Yeah, so. I like the like the trio of the kind of the comedic, all that. Mm -hmm. So um, that's tough to pick one Cary Grant movie. Yeah, this, it yeah. was tough. I also oddly like Arsenic and Old Lace. That's what Lindley picked as uh -huh. her favorite. Yeah, and then I was reading about it, and I guess he like said in an interview that he thought that was his worst performance. Really? Ever? Interesting. Um, but I always thought it was such a funny, weird movie. It is. Um, but I don't know. I think Philadelphia Story for me like kind of really defines kind of like him as a like. His character yeah. type, in a way. So I'm going to go off... Actually, we'll make this your fifth. What is your favorite role for him in a Hitchcock movie? In a Hitchcock, I like Notorious. Yeah. Maybe more so the movie. Than actually whole, than him in it. Yeah. I like To Catch a Thief. Yeah. That one's just 
like fun. Yeah. So when we can't pick um, North by Northwest because he looks too orangey, according yes. to her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I also feel bad for him because I think with the way the color movies were done, he always looked a lot older. Yeah, he did. Like in the sixties. He did. The fifties and sixties, and he always acted with such young actresses. Yeah. So I always felt like it was like they were forcing him to do these movies. Yeah. But and he's like an, a great actor. Yeah. And, his charm and everything. And he's actually in good shape. It's yes. just But it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's odd. Yeah, like, it he really looks is. much older, I think, than maybe he would have nowadays. Yeah. It's probably just the lifestyle yeah. back then. And the coloring totally. of how they did the um, color. But yeah, in like charade oh, to- yeah, as well. Exactly. He looks like he could be her, like Audrey Hepburn's grandpa. Exactly. Like, aw. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Your grandpa. <laughs> Poor guy. So yeah. I like to remember him in his like his the his classic heyday classic the forest, yeah. mm-hmm. Um and I like kind of the the quick talking yeah. kind of side of things there. Well what so. was the one he was in with Russell and Russell? That's what they're newspaper reporters? They're and that's like the most fast paced oh, oh. movie ever. Um Oh no. It's not Talk of the Town, but it's something like that. Came out like the late or early forties, late thirties. Let's see, His Girl Friday. Yes, yes, yeah, nineteen forty. Okay. Yeah, that one's a great one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're both really good in that one. Okay, so let's go to your. What would be the next? Okay, one? so next one. So this is going to be a long interview. I bet yeah. you these are long for everybody. It is. Everyone went about a half an hour, so okay. that was that's good. So this could be about a two hour interview. Okay. Two hour. So next one. Um, I've talked about this movie before, and I don't know why it resonated with me and why I like it so much, but mm-hmm. I went with Ewan McGregor in Trainspotting. Ah, yes. Um, Actually, I think Malin picked something from Trainspotting, if I remember correctly. Okay. So, yes. And, and he's another one. He's, you know, still so busy and doing so many things, but I think yeah. I will always associate him with this role, and I think this movie couldn't have been done without, without his him. portrayal yes. of it. Um, just so... It's, again, another depressing one, yeah. but also, like, oddly funny and mm-hmm. dark, and he's just, like, the energy is really cool. Yeah. Um, did you like the sequel, or did you see I this? never saw it. never saw it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I may, eventually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. What else? I, he was, like, so young. I think when that came out, was it one of his first it had to big be. roles? Yeah. It came out in 96. Because then after um, that, he started doing... He was in the, the Star Wars He did stuff. Star Wars, yeah. Moulin Rouge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I would love to see him do more movies. Like trans... Like, like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of the the dark, gritty... Yeah. He's made funny. his money with Star Wars. He should do... Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't even know what he's done. Yeah, because he was so big for a while there. Like, he was in everything. Oh, he did this TV show Fargo recently. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I started watching it, um, but I got distracted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I think because the movie's Scottish yeah. and he's Scottish and it all just worked so well yeah. and how it all looked. And if I would have done your soundtrack interview, I might have chosen the, the Trainspotting train soundtrack. Well, you can still do this. Yeah, like, you can still pick your one. You have time to pick uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> so hard, um, but yeah. Okay, so, cool. McGregor and Train Spotting, just a cool movie. Yeah, it's gross, but it is it's like but... everything I hate. It's like yucky, yeah. dirty stuff. Mm-hmm. But 
hey, if it's a good, if you don't want your kid to do heroin, <laughs> this is the movie to show them. Yeah, yeah unless they're like, oh, that looks cool. Yeah, that's except true. You can't the, win either way. Except for the baby death. <laughs> that's Ooh. right. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. <laughs> All right. So next one, uh, we're going to go with something random here. Okay. And I gave myself a challenge. I wanted to pick, like, a like foreign sure Mm -hmm. and i was actually talking about my friend talking to my friend about this actor recently okay um he's an actor and like director screenwriter his name's xavier dolan okay and he's a french canadian okay and he made this movie when he was 20 years old called i killed my mother okay (laughs) when did this come out uh it came out in 2009 okay so he's in his 20s still, okay. uh, super young, and he wrote, directed, this whole movie starred in it. He did another movie called Mommy, so yeah. I think he's got oh, mom issues. That one's good. Oh, he has severe mom uh-huh. issues. Um, Mommy is very good, mm-hmm. and I didn't choose that because he didn't star in it. Oh, okay. I think what makes I Kill My Mother so special <laughs> is he like starred in it as mm. well, so the whole movie is kind of like his vision. Okay. That sounds pretentious. So he's a new type of Orson Welles. Yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it just kind of blew me away when I saw it. Um, like it was so, his just kind of emotional, mm-hmm. like it was so exaggerated emotionally, but it, yeah, it really resonated with mm-hmm. me. It's how, and it, how did you hear about this? Oh, um, Probably reading about movies and stuff. Okay. It won at Cannes, ah, uh-huh. and so he got he was like hugely hyped mm. when this came out. Because um, yeah, he went to Cannes and he won for this movie mm. that he like he was a, an unknown, twenty years old. Yeah, like developed this whole movie um, from nothing, mm-hmm. and he has done like a few other kind of artsy movies mm-hmm. lately, and he's gotten bigger. He's worked with more like. Um, bigger names. I think he did a movie recently with Marion Cotillard. Oh, nice. And, uh, but he works in like French language right. primarily. Um, but yeah, this movie's awesome. It's like semi like biographical and he's in like high school still hmm. and he just cannot get along with his mom. Okay. It's, it's sad. It's very heartbreaking because, like, she really tries, but they just don't get along. Oh. He's, like, dealing with a lot of things in his life, and he's, um, I don't know if he comes out to her. Mm. I don't remember when that happens, but there's this whole issue with, like, him being gay. And okay. So he's got his own things yeah, going on. So yeah, so he's, like, a, you know, a 16-year-old with, like, all of these issues, and mm-hmm. then it's just him and his mom, and his dad's not in the picture, mm. and... It's just a great, like, little film about just this high school kid. Um, but I think the way he plays it, and it's another thing for me, of course, is, like, the cinematography and the look of all things. So the it's a beautifully made film. Okay. Like, there's these really pretty sequences. Mm-hmm. And he is, you can tell one of his, like, objectives of making the movies is make them look nice right it's kind of like they kind of look like they could be like music videos at some point mm-hmm. so kind of like art house art films mm-hmm. um but it's really kind of just a basic story about a kid and with a overly dramatic title yes yeah. so okay. <laughs> he's like really overly dramatic mm-hmm. um and yeah i recommend it i think anyone should check out his movies mm-hmm. um they're 
Good. They're really good. This is why Samantha's great. She's going to give you the movies oh. you probably haven't seen yet. So probably this is, haven't yeah. seen. If, um, I think, yeah, it's Je Tue Ma Mère in French. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the first one he did. And I think I'll always like associate him with that movie. Because okay. now he doesn't really act and as he much anymore. Directs. He mostly mm-hmm. directs. So I think this movie will always be his like acting uh, okay. um, role. Cool. So um, then I have one more. Yes. I couldn't really come up with any other like classic performances. I was like thinking about like oh Marlon Brando and mm-hmm. I don't know Fred Astaire. But sure. I don't know. I couldn't decide on anything. So the movie that I saw recently that I think is going to be a favorite for a long time was Phantom Thread. Oh, okay. With Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, okay, yeah, and which is supposedly his last performance apparently. ever. Apparently. Yeah. And oddly enough, I've never been in like the Daniel Day Lewis like. Um, fan, fandom, okay. like, he's always, he's, like, really popular for his, like, methods. Yes, it's like, there will be blood, yeah, and my left foot. He has, like, a, a huge, like, cult following, yes. like, I read a lot of movie blogs, mm-hmm. and, like, arts and entertainment blogs, and it's all about Daniel Day-Lewis, what's he doing now, <laughs> and I always thought, like, uh, is he overrated or not, like, there will be blood, yeah. it's a great movie, um. Did you like my left foot? I've never seen it. Okay, because so, he won his yeah. upset performance, I, I guess. I haven't yeah. seen all of his movies. I never, like, really got it. Um, I think the first Daniel Day-Lewis movie I saw was Last of the Weekends. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, he was great in that, too. And, yeah, I saw Gangs of New York. I watched oh, yeah. it on an airplane. Yeah. Like, I never... <sighs> it's a long movie, too. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I just never got it. And then I... Went to see this movie because mm-hmm. of pretty much just because of what it's about. He played a fashion designer, and it's based in the fifties. I'm like two things that'll get Samantha to the movies. Right. So right. I paid for a ticket <laughs> and I went to the movie uh-huh. to see this, and it absolutely blew me away. Yeah, um, and he was nominated, right? Like, he was nominated. Yeah. I think he should have won. Yeah, and I think. I don't know. Could someone else have played the role? Maybe. Mm-hmm. But his mannerisms and very subtle quirkiness mm-hmm. was, I thought, very unique ah, okay. to it. Um, you could tell he kind of like studied to have these certain like quirky personality, yeah. like facets to his personality. And... I thought it was a hilarious movie, even mm-hmm. though I don't think it was, it wasn't a comedy. Right. Um, but yeah, he's this fashion designer who, he is like so focused on his job, like he can't function mm. in life. And he, <laughs> the funniest thing <laughs> to me was he has like rules about how he eats breakfast. Like everything in his life has rules. And so he's sitting at breakfast with his new girlfriend and he almost like throws a tantrum because she's making noise when mm. she's eating. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a whole thing with, it's, you know, quiet in the background and she's mm-hmm. like chomping on some toast or something or like stirring her tea and you can tell he's just like fuming right. inside and I thought it was hysterical. So is he OCD or is it just... No. <laughs> he's just um, his quirks. He's just quirky and I think some people could maybe interpret it as being like oh he's such like a he's just a rude kind of man mm-hmm. bossy man mm-hmm. but for some reason maybe because it's Daniel Day Lewis and he has this kind of flair to him I thought 
He's like, no, this is just like a weird guy. Yeah. Who's very, he's a talented artist and he just enjoys his life how he likes right. it. And, and I think he, we're all like that in yeah, some ways. Like, yeah. Have, you know, I like how I like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the movie, I won't give it away. Mm-hmm. I, you, I, you should definitely watch it. Okay. Because I think a lot of people didn't watch it because they thought it was just a costume drama. Oh, okay. They thought, oh, it's just about this man who designs clothes and then he falls in love with a woman and, like, it doesn't work out. Right. That's kind of what it seemed like, but it was definitely not like that at okay, all. Okay, good. The whole second half of the movie turns into this, like, creepy thriller. Mm. And she starts doing things and you're like what is going on yeah and the ending was totally unexpected um so yeah phantom thread daniel day lewis the favorite my favorite of his um that's awesome and, and could be his last film ever. could be his last one yeah i still don't i don't know if i'll ever see his other movies um hmm. but i thought this was like a really oh in terms of like things that have come out recently right i thought this was like an iconic one that I'll remember. Yeah. Like a pairing. And that's a good one because most people have gone back in the past and yeah. something really new. So that's awesome. Great job. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot out of you. That was so. a long conversation. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Samantha. And now I'm inspired again. With yes. Movies, See? So. If you enjoy this podcast and are an iTunes user, please do the show a favor and head on over to the official iTunes page for damn good movie memories. Be sure to leave a rating and a review. This will allow the show to appear higher in the algorithm and spread the joy of this podcast to the masses. If you are not an iTunes user, you can still listen and subscribe on Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook under our Damn Good Movie Memories page. You can also listen to a limited number of episodes on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and be sure to tune in next week for an all new episode of Damn Good Movie Memories. I am Dr. Fuck. And I'm the actual alcoholic. And we are part of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. We are the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. That's right. And the way you can check us out is we are on iTunes and also Podbean. And we forgot a review recently. I got this review right here. It says right here, it says, Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is the greatest podcast in the world. And it's my number one podcast signed by Science. Now, and then Science also says... Science! Science also said... My second favorite podcast is It Doesn't Matter, The Rest Suck. Rock and Metal Combat Podcast on iTunes and Poppy. Check it out. Science! Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original, Vieira Vault. On Podbean, Stitcher.com, and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it.